Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hi, and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm here with Chris Good, who is the owner of Ruby Jeans, who's uh, Ruby Jeans, my happy place. If you follow me on Facebook at all, I'm always checking in saying I'm at my happy place and tell you exactly what I'm ordering. (laughs) Ruby Jeans is the healthy cafe. Um, You get juices, smoothies, all kinds of just like wonderful, healthy, real food. And it's delicious. Welcome, Chris. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Certainly. Now, you've got a picture of Ruby Jean here on your shirt. I do. That's Grandma. That's Grandma. So yeah. you know her as Grandma. So what's Ruby Jean's story? So uh, she's my grandmother. Um, you know, she was, my grandma was like a, a very, very shy woman. Oh, really? um, A great cook, you know, a phenomenal cook and she used cooking as a way of, you know, connecting her family and her neighbors, and we all just kind of bonded around her. Even though she didn't, she didn't speak a lot. It was mm-hmm. just more her energy that she just had people always congregating in her space and cooking for us. Um, yeah. So you know, those food, foods <clears throat> that she was cooking, a lot of it was fried foods and you know, heavy in butter, heavy in sugar, oh, yeah. uh, a lot of cheese different things like that and when I was 14 uh, she was 61 and she fell quickly ill with type 2 diabetes Um, so she she had type 2 diabetes hypertension and kidney disease and she was one of those people that and I don't know if it like relates to her shyness but she didn't you know she didn't really believe in uh, the medical system so you know and I don't know if that's just like this old-fashioned thing she's from a small town in Oklahoma as mm. you know they the how she ate was how she was taught so anyway she carried that kind of vibe and didn't really you know it was too late when she finally said okay I think we need to start getting this checked out um, so she fell quickly over type 2 diabetes and it, it was a rapid transition for her so mm. when we knew that when we knew that she was going to pass, they shifted her from Truman Medical over to St. Luke's uh, on the plaza. And one last shot, let's try this different thing. I don't remember what it was, um, but for one last you know, shot at saving her, it didn't work. And she ended up on life support at St. Luke's. And so we sent for my great-grandmother, who we called Mom, actually. Um, and she still lived in Muskogee, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So she came up and, you know... It was just her time to say goodbye to her only daughter, to my grandmother. And so mom goes in the waiting room or in the hospital room with my grandma, Ruby Jean, and she 
has that final hour with her, uh, just mother and daughter. And she, mom comes out to the, the waiting room with us and she's just overcome with grief. Um, and you, you know, you can see it and the whole room is heavy. Uh, there's clergy, you know, and flowers and balloons and the whole scene in the waiting room. And, uh, mom has a, takes a big gasp for air, has a massive heart attack and dies. Oh no. So it was, it was quite a, quite a time. So this is July of 99. Um, and I had, so that, that day would have been just a couple of days after my 14th birthday. Um, so we lost mom and I'm standing there looking at this happen. And then two days later we took Ruby Jean off life support. So it was, it was a kind of a pivotal moment in my life because two of the women that were most important people, period, that were most important were gone in a, in a flash, it felt like. Um, so, you know, it's something that I carried, you know, learning how to deal with grief and missing these, these amazing souls, um, I watched our family essentially fall apart. That that connectivity that we had known was gone. And I watched that firsthand, you know, from youthful eyes. And as I slowly went through life, I used football as my outlet to grieve. And, you know, I honored my my grandmothers with, you know, a big hit on the quarterback. It'd be like, okay, that was for for you, Grandma. Different stuff like that. So everything that I accomplished... Graduating high school, college, any awards—they were always like, "This is for you, Grandma." So I always had this wow. this chip on my shoulder where I wanted to honor my grandmothers in some way, um, you know. And I didn't know how that would happen. I thought it would come by way of a professional football career. Um, you know, God saw it differently for me. Yeah. So lo and behold, I I fell in love with the culture of juicing and. being healthy and learn what to put in my body and I you know I turn the the pain into my motivation into my purpose yeah I love that you know you could have gone so many ways with that how did you get introduced to juicing and healthy eating so I got introduced to juicing and I I was an athlete so after I after I finished no it wasn't natural actually it was you know I was naturally fit yeah um because I just you know we did so much activity and so we ate whatever we wanted when I was in college it was more eat a lot so you can be bigger I was undersized for my position so I was you know shoveling food trying to gain weight and be bigger yeah yeah and so there wasn't a it wasn't a true (laughs) emphasis on nutrition it was just size because right. they knew that we'd work out enough to where, you know, I wouldn't be out of shape, but they wanted me to be a bigger person for, yeah. the, you know, for the, for the team. Right. So it wasn't, it wasn't geared towards my health at all. It was just for what I could provide the team. Right. Um, so after school, I kind of kept that up and I start eating less, you know, yeah. but I, I kept working out. I didn't, I didn't stop working out. So I kept working out, but I was eating less. So my body was in pretty good shape. Um, but I visited friends of mine in Los Angeles. And so I get to L.A. and I'm just going to hang out for a few days with yeah. buddies that are from one from here, one from St. Louis. And so we're, you know, we're meat and potatoes town, you know, we're heck meat and potatoes yeah. state. Heck yeah. So that, you know, that's who I, I'm going and I'm like, OK, we're going to try the best L.A. food. Mm-hmm. And I get, you know, fresh off of the plane to LAX, <laughs> in the car, bags in the trunk, all excited and they both kind of turn around. And they're like, hey, man, what's up? You know, and they're like, um, by the way, just 
we forgot to let you know we're not eating today. Literally the first thing they said. And I'm, <laughs> and, and I'm like, what? Is, what is, huh? What do you mean you're not eating today? I almost got out the car and was like, okay, I want to go back to Kansas City. But they explained to me quickly that they were doing some juice cleanse. And I'm like, and I'm completely foreign to the concept. Completely foreign to the concept. So I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Are you, what happened? You moved to Los Angeles and just, you completely changed. So they explained it to me and it it really went over my head. Sure. Um, I ate, they didn't, you know, all was well. Then the next day we woke up. And they said, we want to show you this documentary and explain better what we're doing so you don't think we're crazy. So they showed me, set me down and showed me the documentary, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. Oh, and, yeah. And so you, wow. you've seen I it. I've heard of it, yeah. yeah. And, it, it, you know, it, it t- dealt with a guy that was a really wealthy CEO, Australian guy, that was dealing with, you know, his weight. He had boils on his skin. He was taking over 10 different types of medicine a day. Right. And he had the best doctors, you know. Right. But nothing was fixing him. And so he did his research and he was like, you know what? This isn't working. Whatever this is, it's not working. So he did research and landed on juicing, um, juice cleansing specifically. Mm-hmm. So he decided to drink only fresh fruit and vegetable juice, real natural juice for yeah. 60 days. And he drove across the country um, talking to people and going to truck stops and asking people, well, why did you pick this, you know, this fried chicken with gravy on it yeah and you know that's what he 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 shed light for me on food being this fleeting thing and it it was like a a light bulb went off i watched the documentary and it uh it really struck a chord with me so i from that i came back to kansas city and did a 10-day juice cleanse Nice. And it was nice. the worst and best experience of my life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it was really tough uh, starting out. And then, you know, by the time I got through it, I was like, wow, I felt amazing. I felt like I had more clarity than I had ever had. Yeah. Um, so I, from that day forward, I was hooked into juicing. And I was traveling for work at the time. So I would go to juice bars coast to coast. And I'd get menus and take pictures. It was just what I was into now. Yeah. And even at home, I would go to all the juice bars here. And it just became, you know, who I was at, just at, from a consumer standpoint. So right. that's that's where I, I fell in love with juicing. You got hooked. Yeah. Got so hooked. How did you make the leap then to opening your own place? So at the time, I was traveling for work. And this is... I would say when I when I found out about juice, I was maybe a year and a half into traveling. Um, so then three years into traveling came, and I hit that burnout. I mean, I was traveling seventy five percent of the time. Oh no! What were you doing? I was a catastrophe adjuster, so I oh, wow. I handled large scale claims uh, for two different large insurance companies from coast to coast. So I worked Hurricane Irene, Hurricane Sandy, tornadoes in Joplin. Talk about stressful. Um, yeah. It's, you know, it was stressful. Wow. But it, the thing about that job, it taught me a great sense of empathy because, you know, I was meeting people like in Dallas. I worked a claim in Dallas where a guy, he was, uh, he had, was from another country. And so he left the country and in Dallas, you know, the, the climate has started to shift everywhere. In Dallas, typically, it's a warm climate. There's not too right. much freezing. This particular time, he was going out of the country. He didn't turn his heat on, and his pipes froze. And so the only way they knew that 
there was something wrong was there was water coming over the curb. So his house was flooded, his yard was saturated, and water was pouring into the street. Oh, my God. And he lost everything. Wow. And so I got to meet people during times like that where they were completely bare. There were no, I don't, I don't have anything to, you know, to, to flaunt or every, they were very authentic. You know? Right. So it gave me a chance to to really learn empathy and learn differences of people, and um, so it was it was a stressful job just from the travel. But I really enjoyed connecting with people and being able to hopefully help them, you know, by writing a check through the insurance company. Absolutely. Um, so so anyway, that's what I was doing um, yeah. prior to, and about three years into that role, I was in Chicago. And a lot of times I would, they would send me from this city. Okay, there, there aren't any more claims. Go to this city, and I either fly or fly or drive the company company car to the next city. Mm-hmm. So it things get jumbled, you know. And then you're home for like four days, and you're right back out oh, for five years. So about year three, I woke up in Chicago, and I was just restless in the middle of the night, and I couldn't remember what city I was in. So I, oh yeah, I was just kind of like, well, where am I at? Because I had just I had two different cities on this particular tour, and so I was in Chicago this time, and I couldn't remember. So I had to look at my phone, like, oh, I'm in Chicago, and that was a that was kind of a a breaking point for me. I'll bet. Yeah, it was like you know, this is this is I'm getting paid great money. Um, the travel was fun for a while, not so much anymore. Uh, it's, it really has started to lose its luster. And I, I had a moment in that hotel, and I'm like, man, well, what do you want to do? You know, you're, you're doing really well from, doing better than anybody you you know really, right? In your immediate family, um, what do you want to do? So I started to pray and and really just kind of have a internal meditation with myself, like, well, you know, and if it didn't work, what? yeah, what are you gonna do? And I started to kind of canvas, you know, my thoughts and looking at my tattoos and they're all about my grandmother wow. I'm like man I love my grandma you know and I'm looking around the room and I got a traveling juicer with me and got a couple of menus and I'm like man, I really have, I really love this whole juice culture now I, I, I juice all the time grandma juice and I'm going back and forth and it was I mean it was like God was like Chris open a juice bar open, <laughs> open a juice bar and honor who your grandmother was and I I set up like oh my god that's it yeah I was I realized that like I know what I'm what I'm like here to do and it was just as clear as that and so I was I'm one of those people that I'm like I can be extreme and so I I probably said about four months later I quit my job I didn't have a location I, I had a little money saved up definitely not enough um i quit my job i said you know what i'm i'm gonna do it i know exactly what i'm gonna do i'm not gonna do something else and now i know what i'm supposed to be doing right so uh, a lot of barriers in between quitting and actually getting our first location open a lot uh actually end up getting another job just to try and you know piece the gap together absolutely um that's a big undertaking taking on a restaurant i mean there's the Learning, getting up to speed on all the health codes and the sourcing and bottling <laughs> yeah. and packaging. Yeah. And so this place, our very first location, it was it was the lobby of a gym. Uh, and it was bare bones. So we, right. we did, I did a lot of, you know, I put down the courtyard stone. I painted the building and did a lot of the, 
the kind of the surface level things that weren't electrical or plumbing that I could do. Um, so I put a lot of sweat equity into it even sure. before getting to the actual, I never owned a brick and mortar business. Right. So understanding what licenses, what. <laughs> yeah, much less a food, you know, yeah. oriented business. So I just, I jumped in um, head first and. Sometimes that's the only way to do it because if you knew all that goes into it, you might not ever might do it. Might not do it, yeah. And that's right. that's just how I am. That's how yeah. I'm I'm wired, and I felt like, you know, I felt like I knew my purpose, you know. So that's awesome. I bet Ruby Jean's been guiding you every step of the way. I think so. I think she, you know, her her voice and her her energy is is there. We've we've got something that. Um, I know can't ble- can't be replicated. Um, so we, you know, yeah, I think yeah. she's there. Yeah, I think so. You know, you've got this beautiful picture of her that somebody yeah. painted. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, so this gorgeous picture of your grandma is on the outside of the the location where I go. I understand you've got more than one location. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the inside, the, so the outside of the building is absolutely beautiful. The inside is so warm. It's inviting. It's modern. It's fresh. You guys have a great playlist. And <laughs> <laughs> music is great. It's a comfortable place to meet people. It's beautiful and really hip yeah. and modern. Yeah. I love it. What Thank do you, you think? What do you think Ruby Jean would think? Um, I, I think that you know she, like I said, she was very shy. I think she would be extremely proud and extremely taken aback. Um, but I think she would be like, uh, why is my face everywhere? Like, you know, like she's on my... Is she? Her. Oh, look at that. Yeah. She's on your arm. <laughs> so those of you who are listening to the podcast as opposed to YouTube, there's yeah. a... He's <laughs> got his grandma on his shirt and grandma on his arm. Yeah. That is beautiful. Do you have any tattoos of mom? I don't. I don't. I've got my grandmother here and then my... my uh, my dad's dad over here. Oh yeah. yeah. My mom's name is up here on my shoulder. Have you lost your mom as well? No. Good. She's, yeah, she's she's still here. Yeah, it'd yeah, be a little much. Rock. Yeah, <laughs> a lot much. And you, I know she had focus here on your on your yeah. wrist. Yep. So all my all my tattoos mean something to me. Yeah. Um, follow your heart. Oh, and Ruby Jean again. Yeah, Ruby Jean Bales. Bates. Yeah. Or Bates. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's yep. beautiful. So yeah, yeah. This is her porch. This is oh, her, her actual... 3907 Wabash. That's mm-hmm. here in Kansas City. Yep, and we used to take her oh. to Piggly Wiggly. Yes. So and oh. she had these orange pillows that we always used to, you know, my cousins and I, my siblings <clears> and I, we'd fight with the pillows. And they were just big decorative pillows, and they weren't really to be touched. Right. And they were by her china cabinet with all her little figurines. <laughs> and so she could be in the back room watching Will of Fortune, and she, she'd say, I'm going to whoop those pillows and she was saying, I'm going to whoop you if you don't put my pillows down. So I've got, you know, <laughs> pillows. pillows. So just memories and her cast iron skillet that she oh cooked everything God. in. But yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those cast iron skillets, I tell you, that is a lot. <laughs> and you know exactly what gets cooked in those, things that are fried. Things that are fried. Eggs, everything. Gravy, Literally everything. Everything. <laughs> sausage, bacon, all that stuff that's yeah. just bad for you. Yeah. You know, I was say- saying uh, my family's from the, from the south, from Arkansas, and uh-huh. our joke is that down there... Everything's fried. <laughs> it's got gravy on it, and cheese on top of that. Yes, yes. Yeah, and no wonder. And then a lot of seasoning. And a lot of oh, salt, yeah. pepper, yeah, yeah on everything, yeah. and flavored with bacon. Yeah, right. <laughs> you gotta have the bacon grease for flavoring. Right. They we used to have these big cans of um, what was it? It's like thick, and then it when it heats oh, up, was lard. it lard? And, 
Crisco. Or, oh my God! Yeah. yeah, and then you take the empty can to pour the bacon grease, yes. and the hamburger. And you grease. save it and re- yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's that's just the way that you know the way she grew up. Literally, the way she just didn't have the knowledge beyond that to cook that's different, to eat know. different. That's just what she knew, and right. I feel like what we can do is take that truth. Yeah. And flip it on his head and make it, you know, make it somebody else's gain. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because every family's got a Ruby Jean. For sure. Everyone. We've all got a Ruby Jean. Some, somewhere there's a Ruby Jean, and it might not be a female. Oh, it, right. You know, it might be a male, but. Ruby John. Yeah, right, right. I like that. <laughs> but somebody that would be missed and mm-hmm. sorely missed at that. And somebody who might not take the best care of themselves, but. Um, you know, they could have a better way to do. For sure. And, it, you, know? you know, it's like, you know, nowadays, with all that we do know and all that we've seen, it's we really don't have an excuse. Mm-mm. We don't have an excuse. We didn't, you know, or I don't. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in the fields of Oklahoma, and yeah. that's not my story. So it's my job to take that story and transition us to a, a better future. Absolutely. So. You know, and I love doing this podcast because everything seems to be completely pulling together. This morning, your ears were probably burning because I had John Nabb, who's um, on one of our episodes. We were talking about how these small changes that we make lead to big shifts, but not for us necessarily, for our kids. Right. Right? Well, I, I, I don't know. I think for it is for us. Mm-hmm. It is for us. I mean, it has a bigger impact on the you know the generations to come. But these small changes for me, I mean, they're this is a message that I'm I'm actively still working through my own family and current yeah. day. You still have converts to make in oh, your family. Oh, absolutely, oh, okay. absolutely. I mean, yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I'd make a joke that I'm like a professional fried chicken slapper. Like, stop eating that. Like, I'm the, I become the food police for my family. Oh, okay. And I mean, you know, I'm not like this perfect eater every single, you know, day or anything like that. But it's just balance. It is balance. It's just creating some balance and not eating this way as a lifestyle. And that's what, you know, that's, I know that if my grandmother just had some balance that she could still be here. And I have a young son. It's like I wish that she would have been able to meet him, you know. know. And food is that that difference maker. Like literally, there's food in between my grandmother, who I love dearly and got Mm -hmm. so much from, meeting my son. You know, food. Yeah, food. It's a common denominator. Food. When if you think about it, and again, another podcast episode had the Berry Girls. They both, it's a mom and a daughter. You know them. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and they've had the bariatric surgery. We were talking about how food is part of every aspect of our life. All the celebrations. All the times we get together with family and friends. It's all around food. Everything. Food is the center of it, the glue. It is. You know? It's like that connective tissue, and and a lot of times we... We use food as, you know, we we look for peace in food. We do. We feed our emotions with it. Yeah, yeah, and it, and that's okay if you know you're eating the right food, right? <laughs> because you know? that the food that has life, it will it will support you. You know, it'll give you those good vibes that you need that you're seeking. But you know, when you're yeah. eating things that don't have that same those same <laughs> vibrations, that same energy, that same goodness to it. It's just not, it's not going to work. 
Hi, this is Christy. I just want to say that we here at Radiate Wellness hope you're enjoying this podcast. It's free to you, and we hope that you find it informative and inspirational. Heck, even fun. We have just three small asks of you to help us radiate growth. First, please hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. That way, you'll receive a notification every time that we have a new podcast episode out. Next, please give us a thumbs up, a like, or a five-star review. If you're feeling inspired, a positive review wouldn't hurt. These two small things will help others find us when they're searching for great podcasts. Finally, please tell your friends about the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Better yet, show them how to find us and how to subscribe. If everyone did that, we would double our audience. Thanks a lot. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and all the messages we, we see in our TV shows and our movies and everything, that you break up with somebody, you eat a pint of ice cream, mm-hmm. you know, you have a birthday, you're, you know, you're drinking too much and eating too much, and we just see these messages constantly around yeah. us. Yeah. So we need places like what you've got yeah, to yeah. show something different. And, I, you know, if we can, you know, take, take what we've been through as a family and that sacrifice and turn it and create opportunity and awareness just awareness you know just that first level of like oh because that's what we want to be we want to be the place that you know the most first timers come in you know people that are like kale like you know or what do you mean juice right we want those people we want the people that are still eating Popeyes every other day McDonald's you Uh know all this this really, really surface level bad food. We want the people that are educated and understand health as well. But our our purpose is to to shed light on who she was because she's she's a our business is a contradiction. My grandmother never had a smoothie. She never had juice. Right. Ever. And if she, she did, it would be apple juice with you know fifty percent sugar. Yeah. yeah. So it you know it's it's this contradiction that we want to kind of bring down the these intimidating veils of of what Love health it. looks like and say hey this is just a real story we're real people telling a real story for the purpose <clears throat> of a better place oh yeah are you working at all with schools or communities or just like an education so we do a lot of like we were at I spoke at Lee A Tobert uh, Academy a few weeks back oh yeah um, so I do a lot of Speaking in urban schools and yeah. you know sharing her story, sharing my story as an entrepreneur, um, we do a lot of that. Uh, we've given away juice from her old porch at Thirty Ninth and Wabash. Really, yeah. I love that. So people, you know, people would, and the thing, the funny thing is, like there was this uh, this kid that was walking up the street, and I'm like, "Hey, you want some fresh juice?" And he's like, "You got Hawaiian Punch." I'm like, nah, but we got something that you'll that you'll like. Exactly. Um, so it's and that's a you know that's a street over from Prospect, uh-huh. uh, and that's those are the communities that they don't get this message. Thirtieth and Truce mm-hmm. has never had a, a healthy place anywhere no. near it in the history of our city, and exactly. it should it shouldn't be that way. I know. For anybody who's not in the Kansas City area, and we've got um, listeners in other countries as well, Kansas City is kind of a complicated city in terms of racial disparity and racial inequality. And truce that we've been talking about is a dividing line that was established by a developer back in, what, the 30s, 40s, something long, like that? Long, long before time. I was even yeah. dreamed of. Yeah. yeah. And so that is was established as a racial dividing line, and it really does divide the city. And yeah. so... You went into an area that 
now most people think of as really a bad area, about a part of town. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's historically been, <clears throat> and it's ironic for me because I went to, uh, it was St. Vincent's back when I went 31 years ago. Yeah. Um, but it's now Operation Breakthrough. Oh, so okay, yeah. We were one of the low-income families that mm-hmm. I was one of those kids that, you know, went to those services. And being in that corridor 30 years ago and leading up, that it's just this bad connotation to the area, and mm-hmm. things are changing. You know, there's they development are. happening, but it's still, you know, there's like almost like a, oh, it's okay to come over here now. It's like that sense of uh, of change is occurring, and we just want it to be a place that changed the narrative. Like this is our our customer base is so diverse and it's so special to me because. If you sit in there and you have at lunchtime before, oh, yeah. you see every walk of life. Everybody. Yeah. And that's that's what is the most special to me. I mean, as divided as we are as a country, yeah. as divided as we have been as a city, um, being able to see a diverse population of people gather around something that is going to accelerate our happiness is cool to me. Oh, man. That so much. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and y'all are doing really well too. You're named one of the top startups. Yeah. If not the top startup. We were I don't remember what number. We were one of the top startups the to top watch. Yeah. Um we've we've been able to we've been blessed to get a lot of accolades and a lot of just mm-hmm. Casey love. Um and that that's the cool thing for me is that Kansas we want to be embedded into the fabric of Kansas City. We don't want to just be a place that comes and a place that goes. We want to be a part of, you know, if your sister comes in from Illinois, you know, then I'm going to bring her. This is one of the places we have to go. We've got to yeah. go to. Yeah. We, we know you're going to eat your barbecue. Like, we, we get it. Like, but there's right. balance. We want to be that, that other end of the spectrum that can mm-hmm. create balance for our city and then go beyond that and create balance for other people in other places. Oh, I love that. Are you looking at other places? So we've got a location in Springfield, Missouri. I saw that. Um, Good for you. We've got a location in Springfield. We've done a deal to open a location in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Really Um, nice. Yeah, but now we're working on a really, really big deal that I can't speak too much to, but it's with one of the the largest (laughs) natural retailers in the world. That's exciting. So we're working to, you know, our story is... It's authentic. It's one of a. It's one Absolutely. of a kind, and it's it's something that we want to share. The more we can share our story, I feel like the more people will have that light bulb. Like, oh, she never had juice, or she never. Yeah. Well, let me try it, and oh, it's not so bad. That's all we want to do. Oh, it's delicious. That's it. Well, and I love the authenticity that you do bring with to it because I mean, you know, some places you go and you're like, eh, do they really believe this? Do they really walk the walk, or is it just kind of a trend? Yeah, so no. you can tell it's super yeah. commercial, it's exactly. or it's really frou frou, and we just want to, you know, it's a, it's we toe the line because like I I train our team to just be you. You know, and sometimes that can get us in trouble, but, (laughs) you know, we want people to be, our team to feel like they're a part of what we're doing and that they can just be themselves. If you wear a piercing in your nose, wear it. Sure. Why not? So it's like, you know, we we try to be true to who we are and true to what we feel like people need to see. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Besides, everything is so freaking delicious. (laughs) Who develops the recipes? So I I develop a lot of them. Uh, Mm -hmm. We have an awesome kitchen manager. Her name is Lily. Um, We've collaborated a lot. 
Uh, I listen to customers as well at this point. Good. Um, so, you know, we, we hear what people want to see, what they want. Sometimes we can't accommodate it. It's just too expensive to source or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just a well-rounded approach. And I still travel quite a bit to do research. Good, um, yeah. So I just was at in L.A. in November for, it's called JuiceCon. So I don't know if you've <laughs> ever heard Juice of Con? That's yeah. crazy. I don't know if you've ever heard of like Comic-Con. Or, oh, oh yeah, Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah so absolutely. We, I went to the first ever JuiceCon. Uh, cool. And got a, I, get, I go to things like that to really, because I don't want us to have this, this shallow view, you know. Um, so I go to places like that to rub elbows and see what people are doing and if there's something that we can bring back and make it us if it doesn't like i'm not going to chase every trend or every fad that comes up in health that's just not who we are yeah um you know but there are things that i feel like oh that could benefit our community or benefit you know our customer base and so we'll make it our own Mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah. so it's just a well-rounded approach to developing and we we just introduced food um just over a year ago so we've changed that menu once and we'll change it again here very soon right because you just started with juices and smoothies right uh-huh, for the most part and then light very light snacks my favorite is avocado toast avocado toast yeah oh, the food that's, food yeah that's one yeah. of our that's one of our popular and that's more of a we started with that um, oh, okay at yeah. our first that's location and we have it yeah it's quick we can do it downtown um yeah but yeah but we'll continue to evolve and you know understand what we need to be and i think the way we're going is that we, you know, we have a soul food, like a soulful background, mm-hmm. right? My grandmother, although it it did her no justice and shortened her timeline, she cooked all soul food. Yeah. And I want to take that, as we have this tagline, it's really soul food. Because the soul food as we know it, it does absolutely nothing for your soul and definitely nothing for your body. Right. So we want to get more in line with what healthy soul food looks like yeah and start to kind of bridge so kind of bridge that gap so that's we're starting to steer and figure out exactly who we are and it takes Mm -hmm. it takes time don't you have kind of a soul food bowl we do sweet potatoes and kale we do so we have some of that already in the menu like we have our soul food bowl with like a really clean chicken it's grilled uh, it's been brined. We do a clean green, so it's yeah. braised uh, kale. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of a spin on collard greens, as yeah. I knew it growing up, but it's kale, uh, which is more nutritious. Um, we have a, a sweet corn that goes in it, and then mm-hmm. a mashed fresh sweet potato. It's not like nothing's out of a bag. It's all scratch. It's all fresh. It's all real food. Um, that's really popular dish. And then we do like a, a black-eyed pea vegan burger yeah. oh my god so it's oh. uh no yeah. there's no other black eyed pea burger in kansas city there's not not one so i that's we want to be unique and stick to our soul food roots Let's but two roots, yeah but switch it and make it a clean soul food you know so yeah. we've got a we've got different stuff like our sweet potato brownie we use a lot of sweet potatoes because that's a staple in the soul food world right and it's a staple in the health food world it too. is it is so we we bridge that gap i love that that yeah. is wonderful and how do people seem to appreciate the food there they seem they, they love it so far i mean we i see opportunities i mean i i look at it with the most critical eye um so i see great opportunity but i'm i'm super pleased and blessed of where we are today well you've worked your butt off too yeah. Yeah, you're blessed, but, you know, we've got to meet God halfway. Absolutely, absolutely. Faith without works, it falls flat. Yeah. And, yeah, so I 
I definitely try to meet him halfway. I don't yeah. expect him to just rain down blessings and I can just sit there and, you know. <laughs> I just wait. So, no, yeah, that's, that's all I have is my faith and my work ethic. Oh, yeah, you have a strong work ethic. Yeah. Oh, I know. Well, there's something else I wanted to ask about the food. Um, so it's, it's mostly organic. Mostly, yeah. It yeah, went, it's, it's hard orga- to get, it's, yeah. it's very hard. <laughs> it's, very hard. So not all, a lot of it is uh, conventional or traditional, mm-hmm. but we do have a lot of organic things. Yeah, you do what you can, right. you know, and that's my philosophy on organics. You know, yeah. it's like we we know that's better. You do what you can. With and and you the way we look at that is, you know, and we're we're trying to get to a hundred percent organic mean, but it's really costly, uh, and yeah. I don't I don't want that pass through to hit our customer, yeah. right? Our goal is to because. You know, if you're having this conversation, I look at health as a spectrum, right? There's people that are at the A, like the very beginning, like, what's juice, you know? Right. And then there's these people that are like, everything's organic, everything's gluten-free, everything is weighed out, and it's like, I'm not even, I won't even breathe this air if it's not, you know, filtered. Exactly. So there's like extremes. Yeah. And we try to stick towards the middle <clears throat> because we want to be able to accommodate people that are very, very specific. But then also be able to cater and get more of these people, this yes. population of people that we can't really talk about organic if, you know, you're eating McDonald's. Right. Or if you're drinking soda, and, or your thoughts we, are crap, or, we can't yeah. even talk about organic yet. Yeah, there's no. not that's not even a conversation. Exactly. So we try to make it more authentic, more yeah. you know, more real. Like, come on, like, are we really talking about organic? Did you drink Coke today? So you know, that's where we are, and we're you know, Love as it. things as things pick up, and we're able to. And when I say pick up, grow more locations and different things like that, as our volume goes, organic will make more sense to where we right. don't have to hike up prices, you know. Absolutely. And make it less accessible. So our, our thing is we want to be as accessible and affordable as we can. So we're the che- cheapest juice option in the city. You really are. And it's like, you know, it's hard to it's hard to do that. Right, <laughs> so, it is. So. Yeah, and then do, do you um, have local sourcers wherever possible? Whenever possible, it that we've tried it, you know, and it it just becomes logistically challenging. I know because if you're like, okay, I can get cucumbers from you for what two weeks, okay, then I have to go to some. It just we've gotten kale from you know local organic kale from a guy and. You couldn't keep up with the demand or... Right. You know, it's it's pretty... It's really tough. <laughs> That's kind of a good position to be in where your suppliers can't keep up with your demand, Well, only when you Well, only when we're saying if we're dealing with, like, small, exactly. organic, local houses, it's, that's the that's when it becomes challenging, so... Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Again, doing the best you can with what you got at For any sure. given time, you know? For sure. And just, you know, making these these things available to the largest number of people absolutely at all you know and that's wonderful and um so here in kansas city you've got the location on truce my happy place (laughs) (laughs) and there is so much new stuff going on along that it's exciting it really is and we're we're kind of early adopters so we were one of the, the early businesses to come to that area um so to see all the development coming on either side of us is pretty cool i think it'll have a, a good impact on yeah us. it's like the old wonder bread factory across uh-huh. the street from that's turning into like a big so complex. it's already it's already apartments 
So nice. it's apartments up top, and there's retail on the bottom. Yeah. Um, there's a coffee roaster. Yeah, there's uh, the guys at Blip just opened another location there. And then there's a, a fitness, Freight House Fitness is coming in. Nice. So good nice. good things for the area. There's a lot of Progress. good things. Yeah. Absolutely. And I love that it's just like revitalizing the area because it's a beautiful area. It is. It is. And, but you would have you would have never known it. No. Yeah. I'm waiting for development to come. Um, south of you guys, all those storefronts, I think that would be beautiful. There's some gorgeous buildings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there is a stretch there. They've just kind of started. I think people have acquired them and they've, they're starting to clean them up. And that's great. Yeah, I think a lot of good things will come from that. So that's one location. Then you've got another location in downtown, 11th and Main. Correct. Right. You can get to easily by the streetcar. Yeah, by the streetcar. It's a pedestrian-friendly location. Oh, yeah. uh, people that are walking around downtown, you know, we're pretty close to the Sprint Center, close to Power and Light. Uh, a lot of We service a lot of the employees down there that are yeah. looking for a healthy option because there's a ton of unhealthy options. ton of unhealthy options. <laughs> so we... You know, it's almost like a little a little mini food desert down there. Um, right. There's a grocery store down there, so it's not technically a food desert, but there's not a lot of healthy going on downtown. Well, yeah, and the grocery store down there is kind of expensive. It's kind of pricey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I used to work downtown. I would have been there. Oh, I would have okay. been in your place every day. <laughs> gotcha. I tell you. Well, you got your happy place. So I got my right. happy place. I love it. Every time I'm going downtown, I want to stop at my happy place. And I always post on Facebook, give you guys a shout-out, check in. I appreciate in. that. That's mm-hmm. very important. I appreciate it. Yeah, certainly. Everybody knows. It's like, oh, my gosh, how many times are you going to eat here this week, Christy, <laughs> honestly? And, <laughs> and then uh, for a while there, you had some products in, like, uh, like a local price chopper, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of hard to sustain. Well, we had an actual location in Price Shop. Oh, great! Uh, and it it just wasn't our wasn't our spot. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. it's tough, and and that's the business side of things. Your heart can be in the right place; it can look like the community that needs you, but if the business side doesn't add up, it you know. So that's those are things that you know yeah. we don't have big bucks to do all this research up front and all this. So we kind of are learning on the job. Yeah. Um, but our our goal is to have a product that can go into stores uh, on its own. So mm-hmm. that's what we're working on. Yeah, that's the that's the goal. And yeah. a little bit easier than you don't have to Open run a whole, whole restaurant. Yes, oh correct. my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've got the Truce location, eleventh and Main, uh Stillwater, Oklahoma soon. Stillwater, Oklahoma. Oh, Stillwater, yeah. Coming up coming online soon. Springfield, Missouri is mm-hmm. online. Uh we'll release our food truck finally here this You're gonna have a food truck? We are. Oh stop. <laughs> we oh are my so God. we have the truck, it's outfitted uh, we've got to get it permitted, get it staffed, and then we'll start going to different festivals and, you know, doing pop-ups. Like, we have this idea to do, like, a traveling yoga juice pop-up. Oh so, hitting God. the different parks this summer with uh, different yogis. And so, I love that. Yeah, you know, so it'll be, like, one of the only healthy food trucks out there. I know. I can't think of any others. I can't either, yeah. That's, I mean, talk about growing your niche. Yeah. That's fantastic. So that, that, I'm excited about that. We've been working on it for a while. It always gets kind of pushed to the back burner. I know. Uh, so we'll release that, and then we're, we have a, a pretty big announcement coming very, very soon. Can't um, wait. You know, in line with one of the, the largest natural retailers. So That is really exciting. So we're, we're working. We're busy. We're, you know, honored to have this platform and this space and time to, to create Right. It seems like the right time for y'all. Yeah. And um, Kansas City is certainly embracing you from 
everything that I can see. Sure. Yeah, and, I mean, that's yeah. Kansas City has been our, I don't know, it's just a, it's home, and it, it mm-hmm. feels, it feels right. You know, it feels like the city needed what we, what we brought to the table, and they're supporting it, so. But it was a rough winter, really rough winter. It was uh, a hard winter. <laughs> a rough winter, so I'm excited yeah. to, you know, push into a new season, and, you know. Clean off the windows and uh-huh. <laughs> get everything polished up. Oh, yeah. And you've got that outside seating yes, area. yeah. At least on the Trusta. I've not been downtown, but, yeah. Yeah, when we grow some fresh herbs out there that we'll use in drinks and stuff, so. Love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. Got some big things in store for you. We do. Yeah. We do. Yeah, and you've got this. One last thing I want to add. You've got this <laughs> beautiful sun. That oh, kid is seriously, he needs to be a baby model. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a, his name is Levin. Um He's he's like my world. He came in the picture and just he flipped everything on his head. I mean, oh, I yeah. I'm building. I'm in the midst of a startup business, but and, he he yeah. takes priority. So a couple of days now are just blacked out on my calendar every week because it's just you know there's nothing more important to me than family, and to have my my own child is is a really special thing for me. Oh yeah, he's just got a light that shines on him, and I've only seen one picture, mind yeah, you. Yeah, you can you can feel it, huh? You can oh, see, yeah. you can see he's got this light. Yeah, he's he's a special little dude. Yeah. So is he represented on one of your tattoos? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Soon to come. Yeah. Yeah, soon to come. His <laughs> uh his name means so I have this thing for eleven eleven, like I've been seeing t- like eleven eleven on the clock. Yeah. You know That's a thing. Uh, address yeah. for years. Literally, Receipts. Everything. My total yeah. will come up eleven eleven. It's just a, a <clears throat> thing and I've always taken it like you know, it's God's nudging and say, just keep going, persevere. It's okay. Keep keep working. Yeah. Um, so I I shortened eleven. I took out the first e uh, and the last e. I changed it into i and I made it eleven. And I looked up what that meant, and it means lightning and thunder. Ooh. So he has his own logo already, and <laughs> that logo and his you know his name. Oh, I love yeah, it. We'll have a space on me somewhere. So. <laughs> yeah, see, I was thinking leaven like bread, what makes the bread rise, too. And, yeah, and that was... So many levels. So many different aspects to it. It's like rising, you know, yeah, and bread, absolutely. and then in German it means life. Man, so, yeah. so many levels. I love it. So before we sign off, is there anything that you think that is real important to say about your business, about what you're doing, what you're wanting to do there? Anything we haven't touched on or talked about? Uh, I think it's... You know, it's people helping us share our message of authenticity. Yeah. Uh, we want to be a very successful business, and I won't hide that. But I think what we do is unique, and I think as many people as possible need to hear why we're doing what we're doing mm-hmm. uh, so they can feel more connected and embrace change and em- embrace growth and embrace a healthy lifestyle. Um, so, no, I mean, we just want people to come in, smile, have a good time, relax, you know. Come hang out with us. It's a beautiful place to do it in. Ruby Jeans uh, Health Food Cafe. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, you, Chris. Thank you for having me. You bet. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com.
Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.